Hello and welcome to a second episode of Ponderings in Economics. Again, today it is Young, and we are going to talk about tariffs, the trade war, and the economics behind all of that. So, let us get started with everything. So, right now, as you guys already probably have heard on the news or online, there is a trade war going on between the United States and China. And um, what this is, is that both countries have been increasing their tariffs on each other, respectively. Uh, since 2018 and included in this trade war or in trade wars generally there can be other um, a, a variety of other methods such as taxes quotas and like I mentioned tariffs and a big part of um, presidential uh, not presidential candidate President Trump's um, 2016 campaign involved um, promising to retaliate against China's trading policies and uh, try to alleviate or fix uh, the United States trade deficit, right? And so basically the main goal of Trump was to cut the trade deficit uh, the United States has with China, which currently is around $419.2 billion, right? So... The United States right now has a 419.2 billion trade deficit with China. And so, how can they do that, right? Right now, they are trying to, with this trade war and their tariffs, they're trying to punish China by making Chinese goods and products more expensive for American consumers and businesses to buy, right? And these more expensive imported Chinese goods and products will make American consumers buy them elsewhere, perhaps um, domestically through uh, American uh, producers. And also, it will cause Chinese businesses to lose money slash profits, right? So it both helps American producers and hurts um, Chinese producers, right? And at the end, it's detrimental to the Chinese economy. And um, later on in the episode, we're going to look at why, even though it looks good, right, because it's helping American producers and it's hurting uh, Chinese producers, tariffs and trade wars aren't necessarily or generally are not the best policy, but rather free trade is actually beneficial for all. But that's for a bit later, right? And um, so why why would l- let me explain? So why would American consumers purchase domestic goods? So with the tariff, the tariff is basically a tax on imported goods, right? So it raises um the cost of imported Chinese goods, making them more expensive than products produced in the United States, produced by domestic producers, right? And this would encourage consumers to purchase American goods. 
and generally tariffs are seen as a negotiation uh, tactic in the trade war. So first, I am going to kind of give a rundown of the history, the timeline uh, leading up to the trade war and what the trade war has or is been. And then I'll uh, give a good explanation on international trade and then explain the economics behind it all, right? So, according to the United States Census Bureau, ter- total Chinese goods imported into the United States in 2018 amounted to around 539 billion USD, right? So, um, there is a lot, a large amount of Chinese goods imported into the United States, and even though I do not know the exact number, I know that the total United amount of United States goods imported into China is a lot less. That's why we have a 419.2 billion dollar trade deficit. Well, judging from that number, I would assume that. Um, the, the United States imports around 120 billion um, dollar, uh, yeah, dollars worth of goods into China, right? So there's a sizable difference, and um, I get. And what's happening is that uh, the pre- our president, and I guess a lot of people, see that as a really detrimental thing, right? Because why because when we're importing goods into other one let's say china is importing goods into our countries right that means chinese producers are selling goods to american consumers so at the end american money is flowing into china and that is seen as a bad it's seen as a thing that is um detrimental to the american economy but that again necessarily isn't true i'll explain that more later on in this episode, but basically, a lot of times you see that very developed um, economies and countries such as the United States generally do have trade deficits with less developed countries, even though China is a very developed country, but uh, they very developed countries have trade deficits with these less developed countries because they, uh, the developed countries tend to purchase or like import these manufactured goods, these um, like b- simple, basic, more basic goods, right? And then the services that the um, more, the more um, the the more developed countries provide are not, I guess, in production or manufacturing. It's in producing, I guess, other more high-tech, more, um, uh, just not these services, right? And um, as of right now, the United States is targeting high-tech Chinese goods, right? So they're focusing especially on Beijing's Made in China 2025 program. It's a government initiative to transform China into an advanced manufacturing powerhouse. And right now, China's targeting U.S. agricultural exports, like soybeans. And um, here's kind of the timeline of what went down. In uh, 2018, the United States imposed three rounds of tariffs on more than $250 billion worth of Chinese goods. So that's some um, tariffs up to 25% from um, handbags to railway equipment. 
what do I mean by that number 25% right so let's say good used to cost one dollar right so let's say uh, Chinese producers are selling this good for one dollar right and then as it is being imported into the United States um, the American producers uh, the, sorry the American consumers are forced uh to purchase this good for a dollar and 25 cents right this extra 25 cents goes to the american government right so the american government marks up the price up with an additional 25 percent which they will collect and hence the imported goods will be 25 percent more expensive and then in 2018 in retaliation china imposed tariffs ranging from 5 to 25% on $110 billion worth of uh, American goods. Products that included um, chemicals, coal, and and uh, just equipment. Like, And then um, in December of 2018, there was a truce set in place between the United States and China. But then in May of 2019, so only two, three months ago, the United States broke this truce by raising tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese products uh, from 10% to 25%, right? And then China, uh, like you would expect, retaliated with tariffs of their own, $60 billion worth of U.S. goods. And then uh, just recently, Trump also announced his plan to impose a 25% tariff on $325 billion worth of Chinese goods, right? Goods that are not, that have not been tariffed already. And um, what's really important to know is that right now international trade represents a hefty portion of the United States economy, right? It's quite substantial. Um, imports account for um, 15% of the United States GDP growth domestic product and um, exports amount to an, an additional 13%. So it's um, international trades quite significant, right? And any little change will have a um, large and substantial impact on the United States economy. So how does international trade really work? Well, um, the World Trade Organization, or the WTO, is an international governing trade organization that establishes and enforces international trade rules and guidelines. There are limits to tariff levels. Uh, so, like, they set these limits to tariff levels, and um, a lot of countries, um, such as the United States and other, like, members follow these um, tariffs. And... Um, but generally, so like the, these are just limits to tariff levels, right? They aren't saying you can't impose tariffs. Generally, the United States has a bunch of tariffs against a lot of countries, right? But um, the United States does not have tariffs that are um, with those countries that are subject to free trade agreements. And that's um, the same for a lot of other countries. An example of a free trade agreement is um, NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, which has um, the United States, Canada, and Mexico remove tariffs against each other for certain products while keeping those same tariffs against other countries which are not in that agreement, right? So 
basically the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, the three countries that make up North, uh, uh, North America, have agreed to remove tariffs against each other while keeping those same tariffs against other countries. And there's a bunch of other free trade agreements involving um, a bunch of other different countries around the world. So let me, so now that I have explained kind of what the situation is surrounding the trade war and how international trade really derives itself or how it is regulated, let me delve back into the economics of it, delve back into the inner workings and how it all works. So starting with the basics, what exactly is a tariff? Um, According to Google, definitions it is a tax or duty to be paid on a particular class of imports or exports so the in the case of the trade war um the tariff is placed by the united states on china uh, the, the tariff placed by the united states on china is um, a tax on goods exported by china and imported into the united states right so On the flip side, a tariff placed by China on the United States means that there will be a tax on goods exported by the United States and imported into China. And um, generally, a tariff raises the price of products while also reducing um, the volume purchased. And um, like I said before, by raising the price of imported goods, tariffs um, basically also allow domestic producers to increase their prices for substitutes for such imports, thus increasing domestic production. So what do I mean by this? Right now I'm sitting on a desk and I have a USA pen. Actually, that might not be the best example. I have a um, dragon, right? A stuffed dragon right next to me in my hand. And let's say the US produces this green dragon, stuffed dragon, right? It's called the US baby dragon. And China also produces the exact same dragon, but it's called China dragon, right? And um, let's say a lot of, right now, the China dragon is worth, it costs 75 cents, the US dragon costs uh, a dollar. Right, and then so U.S. consumers are seeing that the Chinese dragon is cheaper. They purchase the Chinese dragon, and the U.S. responds by putting a tariff. They're like, "Hmm, we'll put a hundred percent tariff on the Chinese dragon, right?" Thus raising the price to a dollar fifty. Now, right for for U.S. consumers, the Chinese dragon costs a dollar fifty. Um, the U.S. dragon costs only a dollar, so now the substitute for the Chinese dragon, the U.S. dragon, will be purchased more. There will be more volumes of purchases, right? And even if U.S. consumers purchase um, the Chinese dragon, which is 150, 75 cents of that, so so basically half of the money um, spent on that will go back into the United States government, right? So both the U.S. government and U.S. domestic producers are profiting. Then that means tariffs are very, very, very good for domestic producers, right? Because for every dollar gained by domestic producers, consumers lose more than a dollar due to deadweight loss. 
and so that not not isn't really good, right? So if producers are gaining a dollar, consumers are losing more than a dollar because there is dead weight loss. So you might ask, wait, that doesn't really like make sense. Why would anyone uh, enact? Why would the government enact a tariff, right? Well, actually, tariffs somewhat make sense because um, the consumer's loss is evenly spread out, right? So there's millions of consumers, right? And that loss can be evenly spread out among each individual consumer, right? While the domestic producers get more highly concentrated gains, right? There's definitely a lot less producers of the U.S. Dragon than consumers of the U.S. Dragon, right? So for so each producer, each individual producer gains more than the each individual consumer, even though the total loss by consumers is greater than the total gain by producers. Yeah, so it's it's pretty complicated. But overall, um, due to deadweight loss, tariffs are considered to be inefficient for the economy since they incentivize the transition from a, a lower cost foreign source towards a higher cost domestic source, which does not make sense. Why transition from lower cost to higher cost, even though it's from um, foreign sources to domestic sources? And um, tariffs also reduce international trade. And um, that is because they reduce the incomes of both trading partners, right? So in economics, trade is extremely beneficial to both countries. Um, and this can be seen if you look at the, uh, the per capita of each country in the world, it is seen that um, the, the nations with the most open trade actually have the highest per capita in the world. So let's um, transition back to tariffs. Do tariffs create jobs? No, they don't, right? So a tariff on one good does not have a systematic or widespread effect on the total employment given that the United States economy includes over thousands of industries and millions of jobs, right? So one tariff does not have such a large effect or like uh, on uh jobs in the United States. In addition, foreign governments typically impose retaliatory tariffs on the U.S. exports, right? So that leads to decline in employment in those exporting sectors of the economy. So, for example, in 1930, the U.S. passed the Smoot-Hawley tariff with hopes of creating jobs during the Great Depression with some of the highest tariff rates in the United States history, up to 40%, the Smoot-Hawley tariff did not achieve its goals, right? Uh, unemployment rose to 25% of the workforce because trading partners retaliated by raising tariffs of their own against United States exports. Uh, and so what you saw during the Great Depression was like the rise of these protectionist tariffs because all these countries were trying to prevent their domestic industries from failing. But at the end of the day, because of retaliation and everything that led to a decline in international trade and was ultimately just harmful for every country involved. But after the 1990s and the rise of globalization, these um, protect, uh, protectionist, bigger thigh neighbor policies lost a lot of their appeal and popularity. And um, trade wars can also push countries towards um, atarchy, right? 
Um, so that's a system of economic self-sufficiencies and limited trade, and that's extremely detrimental towards economic growth. So let's kind of compare free trade versus protectionism, right? Um, I mentioned protectionism uh, with um, the Great Depression, but I haven't really explained what it is. So protectionism is um, trying to use restrictions such as tariffs to boost your country's industry and shield it from foreign competition. So in economics, there is an economic policy called the beggar thy neighbor policy. So basically in international trade, the country implements a trade barrier or devaluation of domestic currency to gain a competitive advantage over the country's neighbors or trading partners. Uh, the idea is protection of one's own economy by reducing imports and increasing exports to encourage the consumption of um, domestic goods over imported goods, right? So Adam Smith actually coined this term when he was trying to criticize the mercantilist system. He claimed that the long-term benefits of free trade would greatly outweigh the short-term benefits of the protectionist, the mercantilist, the uh, uh, the beggar thigh neighbor policies. And, um, and a, another big question is, how do tariffs impact foreign exchange rates? So let's, let me give y'all a hypothetical scenario. The U.S. applies a 25% tariff on the value of all imports from China. This would cause the price of imported goods from China to rise by 25% in the United States, right? Due to higher prices, the United States businesses and households, uh, the consumers, would decrease their spending on such importing, uh, imported goods, substituting goods, man, uh, substituting goods manufactured in other countries or domestically. So they would use... Uh, substitute goods uh, uh, made in other countries or in the United States. Thus, the United States would order fewer goods from China and Chinese suppliers would not benefit from the increased prices since the tariffs go to the U.S. government. Uh, Chinese suppliers typically exchange the dollars they receive from exporting to the United States into the ren, right? And given the situation, they would um, actually exchange less as their dollar revenues drop, right? So that means there's a lower demand for ren on the foreign exchange market. And in the foreign exchange market graph for the ren, as you guys know, um, the demand for ren is downward sloping. The, uh, the supply for ren is uh, facing upward sloping, right? And um, if the, the demand for ren increases, the graph would shift down slash left, you know? Um, leading the ren to depreciate and the dollar to appreciate. Keep in mind this scenario, it is assumed that only the U.S. levies a tariff and ta China does not retaliate with a tariff of their own or change the supply of ren in the foreign exchange market. For example, they can try to reduce the supply of ren by um, selling dollar reserves or something. So, wait. If the dollar appreciates, isn't that really good for the U.S., right? So why doesn't every country levy tariffs? Well, that's not really the whole story, right? First of all, you have to remember that the U.S.'s dollar revenue has decreased due to the tariff, right? Because businesses have to raise costs because imported goods are more expensive. 
So the U.S. import businesses are actually nominally worse off. The appreciating dollar only balances off this decline in dollar revenue, making the U.S. about the same in real terms. In addition, China would probably, along with um, any other country that um, the U.S. would levy a tariff against, would probably retaliate with a tariff of their own, and that has a whole set of problems on their own, right, leading to a trade war. So, that is my, um, that is today's ponderings and economics on the tariffs and trade war between China and the United States. I am really interested to see what actually happens next, right? Um, generally, I guess, what I would like to see is definitely, um, I, I would not like to see this trade war, but I'm very curious what um, Mr. Trump and Xi Jinping will do next. Anyways, adios. This October, it's no trick. A five-quart jug of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil is just $26.99. Plus, get a treat, a $10 Visa gift card. Because the only thing spookier than ghouls and ghosts is engine sludge. That's Mobile One five-quart jugs for $26.99 plus 10 bucks back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 10 31